The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Sean Defoe, our political correspondent, is with me. Sean, remind us now the big changes. Where are they happening around the country? So, 14 extra TDs overall and four new Dáil constituencies, four extra seats in Dublin. The big change there being Dublin Fingal, which is split into two Fingal East and Fingal West, is two three seaters. Extra seat in Dublin West in the Taoiseach's constituency, another one in Dublin Midwest, and then one in a Dublin Rathdown, that going from a three to a four seater. Biggest change is Wicklow and Wexford. I keep mispronouncing that, so I'm going to call the new constituency Wexford. Or something, uh, just because I keep chewing over it. So that has been split from two constituencies of Wicklow and Wexford into three: a Wicklow four-seater, it's kind of North Wicklow, a Wexford South, almost if you like, called just Wexford as a four-seater, and then Wicklow Wexford, which is a three-seater in the middle from sort of uh, below Wicklow Town to north of Enniscorthy. Then you Arco have got, and Gorey, uh, basically Arco and Gorey. Yes, the Malcolm Byrne constituencies we're probably going to call it uh, because he's the big winner there. You have others that are split: Tipperary. North North and South and Tipperary doing a bit of a raid on Kilkenny. I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit. Leash Offaly split as well. Mayo gets an extra seat to go from five and takes back the bit of Mayo that was in Galway. Reunite Mayo, I say. Uh, Galway East takes back a bit of Galway from Roscommon and gets an extra seat. Uh, you have two extra big redraws in Cork that are actually going to be really quite important. Cork North Central takes Mallow back from Cork East and takes in Ballancolly to become a five-seater. And Cork South Central takes a big chunk of 20,000 people from Cork North Central to also become a five-seater. Longford West Meath gets an extra seat to become a five-seater, bringing in some of Meath West. And then Meath East claims back some of Meath south of Drogheda to become a four-seater, leaving Loud the loan as a five-seater. So that's most of your changes. The only one I didn't mention, Kildare North, takes in the sort of hinterland of Nace back from Kildare South and gets an extra seat. And we haven't talked about the most egregious decision of the Electoral Commission. Not large, to, uh, large chunks. Don't even mention Ferrybank. I'm going to say Ferrybank. Like, large give it to Waterford, where it belongs. Large chunks of, uh, of North Kilkenny given to Tipperary. I know, of all places, yeah. Of, well, Joe Doheny has texted in, as a Freshford native, I'm shocked by the Electoral Commission's decision. <laughs> Kilkenny people don't go to Tip for help and advice. Three reasons this won't work. One, it's another county. That's bad enough. Two, it's actually Tipperary. <laughs> Seriously, says Joe. And three, it's in Munster. Freshford is in Leinster. St. Lockton would be turning in his grave. <laughs> anyway, listen, th- those are some of the changes. Sean, you stay with us. Claire McGing is with us as well, the academic specialist in gender and politics and IDT Dunleary. Claire, you're welcome to the show. I heard um, Art O'Leary, the chair of the Electoral Commission, uh, describing all of this as uh, a, a wrestling match between maths and geography, uh, which I think is a good description, was it? Yes, I mean, good afternoon all. Uh, yes, I suppose what's really interesting about the report uh, is that it's very forthcoming uh, you know, around thinking or how they came to the conclusions, the recommendations they came to. And I suppose the thing for listeners to remember about the Electoral Commission, I appreciate there's always going to be winners and losers at local level in the case of your last texter, but the Electoral Commission itself is working under quite stringent both constitutional and legislative um, uh, restrictions on what exactly it can do and what exactly can recommend. Um, you, you know, the constitution links, uh, you, know, you know, specifies between 20 and 30,000 uh, TDs per person, sorry, per, um, in, in, in the population itself. 
but they've always allowed for it's always allowed for a degree of not what we call national variance. Now the rule of thumb has always been, you know, has been in recent years has been five percent. But what's really really interesting in this particular report today is that the electoral commission decided that in order to try and maintain county boundaries or try to avoid breaches, now they couldn't avoid it in all cases, and also to ensure that they weren't dramatically increasing the number of three seat constituencies, they instead decided to be more flexible with the variance. So in some cases, we have constituencies with a plus 8% variance, and in the other direction, that's going to minus 7 And the report goes into some of their thinking around this in detail, but it's essentially this, that they wanted to try and maintain those local links as much as possible and ensure continuity. And, and, and it's understandable that... Uh, maintaining those local links would be important given kind of the importance of local identity to people in this country, culturally. Yes, I mean, look, it's inherent to our political culture, whether we like it or not. I mean, we tend to talk an awful lot about the need for our politicians and our representational system to become more, more nationally focused. And I think that is important. But ultimately, localism is threaded throughout Irish politics, whether that is decisions around candidate selection and where candidates are come from on, and where they're put on the ticket, down to the voters themselves who do like to have a very local link to their TDs, their councillors. There's a reason why local councillors do really well um, as first-time TDs and why most TDs themselves come from local government, for example. So it is an inherent part of the Irish political psyche. I mean, I was reading through the the, the, the report today and one uh, quote from the consultation stuck out for me, the public consultation, where they said, one's identity is not a movable feast, nor is it an age-old boundary. So that kind of sense of community and, and belonging was very, very key, a very key and prominent theme throughout those public submissions. And I suppose the Electoral Commission tried to adhere to that, but they can't, you know, unfortunately, they can't do it everywhere. They're operating under very strict uh, restrictions and population growth, of course, it's unavoidable. There will be some cases where the variance, it just wasn't possible to do it. Right, well, listen, like I said, the people in North Kilkenny, they feel like they're living in Alsace-Lorraine uh, uh, this <laughs> afternoon. Um, I, I, the, the remit, I mean, of the Electoral Commission was quite tight as well in terms of what they could and couldn't do. Six-seaters might have solved an awful lot of the problems, might they, Claire? Yes. And there was a there's a huge number of public submissions looking at six C constituencies. I suppose there's a you know six C constituencies have often been kind of opposed by by larger political parties over the years because you know, at a very basic level, in a six-seat constituency, the threshold for election is actually lower. So smaller parties and independents, and also women, actually, because they tend to be first-time, less likely to be incumbents, it's easier for those types of candidates and parties to gain representation. Three-seat constituencies are not proportional, and they bring in a, 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 a disproportionality across the system. Now, that might be balanced out, you know, at a national level, but, that, you know, they're not proportional. Mm. And what's really interesting about about the, uh, the Constituency Commission's the review today or the report today, and I suppose this is linked to the fact that we now have a standalone electoral commission, is that they were able to make a number of recommendations for future research and kind of more high-level recommendations. And one of those is to conduct research to look at the feasibility of six-seat constituencies. Now, that would require um, a legislative change. But nonetheless, I think it's a welcome today that it is being uh, proposed. And I think larger, the kind of historical 
historically larger parties in the Irish system, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael themselves may down the line be happy enough to see six seat constituencies given where their electoral mm. uh, strength is going. All right. Well, let's talk about then who might be happy today rather than happy down the line. Shane Coleman, uh, News Talk Breakfast presenter, is with us as well. Uh, Shane, who is going to be uh, kind of rubbing their hands with glee at this? Who will be lamenting the decisions? Well, I've gone through each of the constituencies that have gained the seat, Kieran, and there's absolutely no question the big loser for me in all this is the Labour Party. Labour have seven TDs. Now, sorry, can I start with a caveat here? Like, what decides elections is not constituency reviews, it is your vote. I mean, there was a very famous the Tully Mander back in 1977 in the days before independent commissions when the government of the day thought they could uh, rig the election, uh, c- the constituency, set up the constituency in such a way to guarantee their return to office. It backfired horribly because Fianna Fáil won 50% of the vote and their best laid plans of winning two out of three seats in each constituency backfired. So it, it is down to the vote and, and let's not get too carried away with the constituencies. But if you look at Labour's seven seats... I think three of them are in serious jeopardy because of these redrawings. Uh, Fingal, where uh, Duncan Smith is, or Duncan Smith is a TD, has been divided into two. Much more difficult for Labour to win in a three-seater than in a five-seater. Uh, in Wexford, where I'm presuming Brendan Howland is not going to be the candidate next time around, it's it's been reduced from a five-seater to a four-seater. That's going to make things considerably trickier mm. for whoever succeeds Brendan Howland. And then in Cork, uh, Cork East, Sean Sherlock, there has been a Sherlock representing Mallow in some shape or form, be it Urban District Council, local councillor or uh, general election for the last something like 50-something years. Uh, Mallow has moved to Cork North Central. That is a big decision for Sean Sherlock. Does he move with Mallow where he's based or does he stay in, in Cork East? Uh, Tipperary is now two three-seaters. That will make it more difficult for a Labour candidate to hold a seat if it's Alan Kelly or or it could be a successor it depends if Alan Kelly stands so that's four of their seven seats are mm. in jeopardy I've gone through the other parties really quickly I won't go through them in huge detail I think all the rest of them will be pretty happy Sinn Féin good for Charlie McCongolo good for Darrell O'Brien good for Mike, uh, uh, Michael McGrath uh, Malcolm Byrne uh, as has already been mentioned will be delighted he's the only Oireachtas member in that new Wicklow-Wexford uh, constituency Sean Fleming will be divi- uh, delighted at the two three-seaters in, in Offaly James Lawless in Kildare North Stephen Donnelly will be concerned because Wicklow is a seat less uh, James Brown as well in Wexford uh, Jackie Cahill in Tipperary uh, the two three-seaters may make it tricky but I think Fianna Fáil and Balance will be happy the same for Fine Gael, the same for the Greens good news for Catherine Martin good news for Roderick O'Gorman uh, they could win a seat in Kildare North now that it's a five-seater not so good for Joe O'Brien in Fingal and, and uh, Stephen mm. Matthews in Fingal also the same for Fine Gael. it does pros and cons but more good than bad but Labour Party stick out like a sore thumb to me Kieran. Uh, Ivan Yates on with Pat this morning suggested that 12 of the 14 extra seats would go to Sinn Féin. Yeah, I've gone through that. I, I, I'm, I, I don't agree with that, I have to say. Uh, a lot of the seats that Sinn Féin would be picking up in this uh, re, uh, redrawing, they're, they're on the cards. Anyway, I, I'm looking at eight or nine seats. I, 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 I think there, there's a lot of seats potentially on offer. Uh, Cork North Central, Cork South Central, I think. In Dublin Fingal, they could take 
two out of the, the six uh, instead of they, they currently have one out of five. Midwest, are they going to take three out of the five? They have two there at the moment. It's now a five-seater, possibly. I, I don't see them win the seat in Dublin right down. I don't know if that's one of the ones that I, Ivan had them down. D- uh, Dublin West, definitely a potential to gain the seat there, mm-hmm. although Leo Vradker will be under pressure to bring in a running mate. I think he's the only sitting Taoiseach ne- in the history of the state not to have run uh, brought in uh, a running mate. Galway East, is there a seat there? It's not natural hinterland. I, I possibly. Uh, I think they're going to be up against it in Offaly in the new constituency. I suppose if they're at 30%, you'd have to say they're going to win one there. Uh, tip North, Tip South could work out well for them. Mayo, they're going to be in a battle with, with Fianna Fáil for a second seat there. So I, I, I think 12 is on the high side, but they are definitely going to gain. But a lot of those seats, mm. Kieran, they would have gained Anyway, if they're at 30%, that's a big if, if they're at 30%, they're going to be winning extra seats. Uh, Darrell O'Brien, the minister, the line minister uh, uh, for this whole uh, kind of project is going to be joining me after five o'clock. So we're going to talk through some of the decisions and the implications with him as well. But uh, Sean Defoe, he finds himself now in a constituency that has been split mm. as well. Um, uh, I know you would have been gauging kind of political reaction in and around Leinster. Has, I mean, ha- ha- has there been any official comment from, from government ministers, some other politicians? What's the view over there? Uh, everyone is delighted and everyone thinks they're going to keep and retain their seat is the general <laughs> census that I, I have been getting from, from everybody. But that's obviously not the case as soon as then you talk to other people in the constituency. Uh, Shane is, is dead right about Labour, particularly Sean Sherlock. He got six and a half thousand votes the last election. About 4,000 of those were in Mallow. Mallow's now gone out of the constituency, so he's in big trouble. As you mentioned, that Fingal East constituency is now going to have Darrow O'Brien, uh, Duncan Smith um, and Alan Farrell in it as sitting TDs. And there's a Sinn Féin seat there. So one of those has to go. Uh, the one, the, uh, I agree with most of what Shane said there, the one he didn't mention is Frankie Fian, Fine Gael TD in Sligo Leitrim. His base is in Boyle. That's transferred back to the Ross Common constituency. He's confirmed he's going to run in Sligo Leitrim. He's going to face a real uphill battle there. Uh, and the, the Wicklow-Wexford one is, is fascinating because already uh, everybody, all the parties who had absolutely no presence there are starting to ramp up their presence and trying to say, oh no, no, we definitely did. Malcolm Byrne, for example, who's based in Gorey, has been telling all and sundry today that his mother is in Back from Arklow, uh, you have Fine Gael who are touting a, a Paralympian candidate. They're running in the next uh, local elections by the name of Dara MacDonald, who hasn't won a council seat. But yes, they're saying he could run there if Paul Kyo decides to go in the Wexford con- constituency. So everyone telling you they are delighted. But within the three seaters mm-hmm. in particular, that's going to be squeezed. Tipperary is going to be fascinating because it's two three seaters. Really, it's two two seaters because Michael Lowry is going to take one in the north Matty McGrath is going to take one in the south and if you presume at 30-35% of the vote Sinn Féin will take one of the two that leaves Labour uh, Fianna Fáil and probably Fine Gael in Clonmel with Garrett O'Hearn battling it out for two seats there so it, it's going to be sticky really sticky in some of those constituencies some of them some of the TDs are looking at this and going will I run again will yeah. I perhaps consider hanging up the boots or not uh, Shane uh, we're going to have to go through all this again in five years time I mean is that feasible or, or should we at some point kind of take a step back and decide the system needs a bit of a revamp uh, I mean there's like there's there's there's, that's definitely a, a valid opinion, uh, Kieran. That we need to increase the, the minimum number of uh, of people in the constituency per constituency. I think it's one to thirty thousand uh, now is is the absolute minimum. Is there grounds for increase? Not, I think there possibly is. But there's the other argument put by Michael McGrath, the finance minister, that Irish people like the idea of of having accessibility to mm-hmm. their local representative. And if you change that, you lose something from the system. I I, I think this 
current it, it wasn't easy what they had to do but there is a view around Leinster House is, uh, that they bottled it a little bit that they were overly conscious of public opinion and this uh, fear of too many TDs and the public would react against it I think it's a somewhat exaggerated fear and if they had allowed themselves a little more leeway with seats a, I think there would have been uh, more scope next time around not mm. to have to change uh, uh, so so radically. And I think well, B, sorry, they Shane, could have... To, to cut across you, but I, Mary Baker of the Electoral Commission as well, I heard, she was on with Pat this morning and she kind of suggested, oh God, no, we couldn't future-proof because we don't know where population growth is going to be. Now, with all due respect to Mary Baker, I'm not sure that stands up. You can look no, at that, like within five years, you can pretty well predict yeah. where people are going to uh, be living. It's also not just future proofing, uh, Kieran. Like uh, a lot of the constituencies have a variance of eight uh, percent above what's allowed. Now, there's always some variance. I think that typically it's around five percent of what's allowed. They've gone out to eight percent, so they've pushed the boat out. I, I mean, you, for example, if they had gone for more seats, just off the top of my head. Donegal could have been sorted. So all of Donegal could have been in two, three seats constituencies. They could have given themselves a little more scope. I think, now they will, I'm sure, deny this uh, and dismiss this, but I think they were overly influenced mm. by fear of a public backslash against having too many TDs. All right, well, listen, like I say, Darrell O'Brien is going to be joining me on this and more after five o'clock. Shane Coleman of News Talk Breakfast, Sean Defoe, our political correspondent, and Claire McGing, academic specialist in gender and politics and IDT Dunleary. Thank you all very much for joining me on the show The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk